0: And welcome to the Visa Capital Tech and Transitional Energy podcast on Thursday, October the 6th. Uh, hi, Phil. How are you? We didn't do one last week, did we, actually? So uh, this, we haven't spoken for about a fortnight. We must have some ideas
1: coming out. We haven't spoken for a fortnight. I know. Um, I, yeah, it's because i would got a kind of bad chest infection, but recovering from that, the sun is shining. And uh, no, it's a good time for us to catch up. I did a podcast uh, last week with David Scriven. Uh, our head of sales so we went through quite a lot of company results actually last week Uh, got some more this week Um, but we were generally seeing I have to say in the technology sector some pretty good results coming through for UK businesses.
0: You know what actually uh, that gets me onto a point that I'll start ranting and raving on a little bit is that actually results are still coming through pretty well now you could say well they're going to suddenly get worse but balance sheets are pretty strong. If you read the RNSs in the morning, every other RNS is a transaction in shares, which is buys companies buying stock back. Um, it's uh, I actually on Monday wrote to my clients and said I think we are at the bottom of the market. Remember, markets always look forward and are anticipating events, you know, nine to twelve months out probably. I think, in hindsight, we will look back and we will go, you know, October 2022 was basically the bottom of the market. There's a lot of, you know, interesting things going on at the moment that I think could change things. One big one, of course, out in China is we've got the Chinese Communist Party's 20th Conference. Once that's gone by, I think things with relationships with China will just relax a little bit. I think the COVID rules will relax slightly over there. Xi Jinping will feel much more comfortable that he's in power. Uh, I noticed that shipping rates, you know, I don't know if you've been watching that, but they've collapsed almost the way, you know, they were almost back to normal uh, and they were up tenfold. And of course, that will help bring supply chains better, will help bring inflation down. Uh, We're starting to see energy prices basically um, get back to sort of normal, not quite, but they've certainly settled down a lot. I I think the higher interest rates, the market is basically factoring in. Russia's getting annihilated in Ukraine, so maybe that'll be over. I'm not sure it will be actually, but I just couldn't resist saying that because I love I love beating up the Russians. I'm certainly so not with what they're doing. Uh, and look, basically, stocks are looking cheap. You look around the market now, and there are some stocks that are just frankly so absurdly cheap that uh, value players and things like that will, will just be, I've got to come in and buy it, or they'll just get taken over. I mean, one, and I'm the first to accept, look, it caught us slightly off guard, but I mean, it We've talked probably I don't know if you did last week or the we, week we talked about pressure technologies and the fact that obviously they'd upset the market by by missing certain things. But Peter Gillenhammer, who's a well known value investor, suddenly comes and swoops eleven percent of it. And you know, and this sort of thing is gonna happen more and more and more because we I think at the bottom of the market. So it's not often I say that something as strongly opinionated as that. And you know, I'll probably be shot, i will probably got it completely wrong. But I do think in hindsight we'll look back and we'll look at the charts. And the start of October 2022 will be basically the bottom of the market.
1: Well, there, now that's a that's a big call, but you know what? It's very good to hear because we've just, you know, there's all of the noise and bad news kind of swamps out good things underneath that are actually happening. So there we go. Right.
0: And look, ignore party politics and everything else politics is sort of important. But, you know, that's all a sideshow. It's I mean, it's a complete mess, by the way, but I mean, um, just ignore all of that that should not be affecting the markets businesses get on and run themselves and, and you know they're above all of that um in my view anyway there you go and now look also we're, we're uh, uh a little bit uh late recording this actually partially because we had a one of my favorite companies in our office this morning now you're not in the office phil you're not feeling very well um, You obviously, uh, I'm not going to say you were out late last night, actually you have, you're looking better today on the video than you have been the last two <laughs> days. You not be well. So you were on video, but one of my favourite companies came today. It's um, uh, Nano One, they're a tsx listed company based in Vancouver, uh, run by Dan Blondahl. Um, and they have battery, What the, the one-pot, I love it, one-pot technology for improving your cathode on a lithium-ion battery, and they can improve it on all sorts of lithium-ion batteries. Um, and he's a fascinating guy, isn't he?
1: Oh, yeah, look, really, really interesting, and, and, and yeah, very interesting science uh, in terms of sort of nano-coatings that they put onto cathodes and supermarket opportunity, and, they uh, yeah, they certainly seem to be uh, making excellent progress.
0: That Well, they are, and I think one of the things that I think is fascinating, obviously, we know this summer they bought um, the rump of Johnson uh battery business in, in Quebec, uh, and they've now, in fact, also announced that they got Rio Tinto uh, mm-hmm. to buy 5 percent of the company for 10 million U.S. dollars. You know, a mining company. We're seeing more and more of this, that people are going across the whole value chain. Mining companies getting into uh, technology, technology companies getting into mining. We're going to see more and more of that. They have a, a joint venture with BASF. Um, they're really lining up some very interesting partnerships and things. Um, I would love them to be listed in London because actually what is interesting is, and he told us today that most of their shareholders are actually European. Um, it would be a great stock to be listed in London. It's a very interesting company. If you don't know Dan, take my word, you can spend hours with him talking about the chemistry of batteries etc. Um, and he was actually, he had some quite interesting comments I think on, on our our views of whether you can add tungsten into the the cathode to improve it. Um, What he said was, yeah, if you can achieve it, um, it will no question that improve the battery significantly. The problem is, can you achieve it? Because it's quite a difficult metal to work with. Um, But we we know we've got to do more research there. But Nano One, really interesting company. Um, Very interesting guy, wasn't he?
1: Have you got any other comments on that, Phil? Yeah, no, look, the the, the share price is NANO, it's Canadian listed, two hundred and seventy four million market cap. I mean, we look, we're always keen at VSA on on really, really good sites. And clearly because it's had the industry investment into it from Rio Tinto, uh and like partnering with BASF, you've got some serious businesses there looking at their sites and their technology and, and uh you know, what a great market opportunity in in the battery space. So yeah. Very interesting. I mean,
0: the other the other um, talking of one pot process um, is we had a little bit of a chat about China, didn't we? And how yeah, yeah, I know yeah. I, I first met Dan, I think, in Shanghai uh, and he spent a lot of time there obviously with all the the battery manufacturers, because that's where they all are. Yeah, um, yeah. They don't have one pot. They have hot pot. Um, that's what, uh, But anyway, he and he was very much, you know, Andrew, are you still going to China? And I said, no, actually, I'm not at the moment, you know, and. You know, actually, what we're finding is more and more the West is rapidly catching up uh, and that people want to keep it all in the West. They want to build this new technology. They want to actually build these huge mega factories. Money is pouring in from governments, from companies. And, you know, this Cold War, too, whatever really is happening. And, you know, he, he agreed with that. He's seeing huge support um, coming out of North America for what he's trying to do. Um, you know, he did admit that he'd been down in Washington uh, talking to the, you know, the US government. its it There really is something so big going on at the moment uh, and I know it's difficult for investors. These things just don't happen overnight. You have to be incredibly patient but there is a massive move to catch up on all of this whole um, transitional energy, whole value chain from mine to battery to EV sort of thing. It's enormous and there's going to be some enormous um, Financial gains, longer term. I know that short term the stock market is horrendous. Some of the stock prices, uh, I've been getting some messages. Of sort of Andrew, some of your your uh, stock picks have not performed well, and I'm the first to admit they haven't. It's embarrassing, but I actually believe the fundamentals are right. It's just the stock market is in chaos at the moment. Yeah, that's
1: a that's a very that's a very very fair call, and especially companies that um, you know at an earlier stage in terms of the. Like the real, real hard commercial traction on technologies that take a long time to develop and and you know R and D funding. Uh, and when you've got a f- you know a very fragile stock market, there's a there's a lack of kind of patience for that. But uh, as you say, investors are definitely looking ahead and looking at opportunities and things that have got significantly undervalued in the current environment.
0: And again, what I would say is from experience, when you have markets like this and it all looks doom and gloom and stock prices are collapsing. And you just think there's a buyer strike, and how much lower can this price go? Watch out for a black swan event. Watch out for somebody just suddenly coming in and going, you know what? I'm coming in. And suddenly you get caught out. Um, so, you know, before you totally panic or cut your losses terribly, um, watch out for that black swan event. There we go. Now- right. Any more macro you want to talk about? or is that enough macro
1: no i think and we were covering this last week as well um no but I, look, i'm with you it's the end of the day it's kind of let's look at what companies themselves are experiencing and what they're saying and what they're doing in terms of planning for for, for the future um and and the you know the situation is is very unusual compared with the last market downturn post lehman and so things could i think things could change more quickly maybe than people do anticipate. Yep.
0: Okay. Uh do you wanna head to results and that sort of thing? Yeah,
1: yeah, look, absolutely. Let's let's get into the current environment and share pricing valuations Um GB Group. G B G.
0: Uh yes, 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 yes. And one my mother owns and she wasn't very happy with me.
1: (laughs) Ah, dear, oh dear. Well, it's uh, we'll get on to maybe why. Um, so this is software for digital identity address verification for prevention. Um, their software is used by a multitude of organizations globally to assess um, people's identity. So if you're ordering on e-commerce websites, it's verifying you are who you are, or applying to government for driving license or whatever, it's it's all about verification. Um GBG. Uh, was, uh, I think where are we, yeah, um, announced 6th of September, considering there was a company called GTCR, was considering a possible cash offer for GBG, um, and the company GBG said it was in early discussions. However, uh, this week it has stated that uh, um, GTCR said they are no longer evaluating a possible offer for GBG. So there we go. So the share price had a um, kick right up, uh, reached 6.44p I think, and is now 4.93p. It has so, done a Duke of York, is not it? Marched up to the top of the hill and that's marched all the way back down again. It, yeah, has a D. But uh, as is often the way with these things, um, it has been approached. That all got out into the public and maybe um other parties will come along we will see
0: yeah well um let's hope for my mother's sake <laughs>
1: yes yeah, right. right
0: next one next one phil come on yeah, we're rattling yeah. on today because i'm a bit busy
1: yeah all right then i'll keep it short uh gresham technologies ticker is ght 106 million market cap uh, they had a trading update they provide um software into the financial services industry um, in terms of uh, particularly payments uh, for cash management for reconciliations, uh, they just said they had a strong quarter um, and they had uh, won a strategic new name for their Claretti uh, software. Um, and they said that uh, this is one of Europe's largest privately held banking financial services firms signing contracts. Um, just going on through that, I think they've said yep that they are expecting revenue and earnings to be ahead of market expectations. So that is all very good news. We also had from Echo Technologies, ECK, is the ticker, 127 million market cap. Um, their software is all about uh, is customer engagement, and you know this if you are ordering stuff off the web or interfacing with government organizations, any big organizations, you're on the phone, there's things like chatbots. they have speech recognition technology, they have software that supports home working agencies, you know, interfacing with you as a customer, all to do with customer interface to automate it, to make it quicker, to make it higher quality. Uh, And Echo has said that uh, this was a half year order update, Ahead of a couple of markets day, and um, they were saying that order levels are expected to be over 17 million pounds, more than 50% higher than the previous year. So uh, in line with the group's uh, expectations. So yeah, the, mar-
0: the market like that. It's taken it quite well. Uh, it's, this is another one that's gone whizzing up and whizzing up, down but over a sort of three-year period.
1: Another one my mother owns. Well, excellent. Uh, net call. Uh, We are looking at a similar kind of field here, Uh, 103 million market cap, NETC is the ticker. Uh, They have software, and again, this is all about customer engagement solutions and making better quality of response, faster responses. Um, And they have said that uh, this was four-year results. Uh, Their revenue was up by uh, 12% uh to 30.5 million pounds they just a little bit was up by 20% so good drop through there to 6.4 million um and they close the period with cash up 20% which we focus on very much at the moment to 17.6 million so a good set of a uh, good set of results there for Uh, Netcall, and they were saying that they're seeing that they're seeing, you know, their customers are just deploying more automation technologies to improve their level of customer response. And they offer a thing called low-code platforms, which means you can add more functionality in as a customer without having to do lots of software uh, yourself. And you know, they've got things like robotic process automation. So, yeah, good set of numbers. Uh, Obviously, making great progress with their tech and um they have said that they could, could positive outlook yeah well we're all it's all
0: pretty positive um so another stock that has reacted well today uh because it's up 11 percent uh, amt power which you talked about a little bit announced
1: joint venture didn't they do did you see that one yes i did yeah you want so, to talk about that one <laughs> uh, well, well thank you very much andrew I'll uh, find the detail but this is uh from recollection that they have secured uh forward capacity with the uh uk battery center for potential manufacture if i'm right i uh, just wanted to look at the uh at the announcements so well, they've got a
0: um, yeah so, it's a, a production
1: contract um, yeah without for their
0: ultra high power cells so uh,
1: but this is this is all about security yeah securing capacity, isn't it? Rather than yeah. um necessarily having the uh the orders per se uh for the product at the moment. But they're all look, they're obviously planning ahead in what they're doing. Yeah, it's just up to sixty thousand cells. Um yeah, yeah, the only problem is as we know this this whole battery game just requires so much cash. We would
0: like to go and visit AMTE. We say it regularly. If somebody picks up on this, please somehow try and organise it. We just want to learn more about it. Um yeah. But they do need a lot of money. Now, talking of which, it would be wrong if I didn't mention probably, uh, just rather quietly, Invinity Energy Systems' the share price is collapsing. Uh, a lot of people are saying to me, Andrew, is this all going wrong? It, look, All I can say is that it's not all going wrong. Uh, you just have to take my word for it. Um, take my word. We we're on a, we are the broker of the company. If there was a roadshow to do a fundraising or something, we'd know about it. And I'm contending here and now. I ain't planning anything like that. Uh, and I've got nothing in my calendar at the moment to plan anything like that. So no no institutions being called. I know everybody's worried. They've actually still got quite a lot of cash. Um, the Siemens Gamesa project, as far as I'm aware, is still going well. Uh, we do watch the uh, California Energy Commission um, business agenda and website. Uh, it's public information. Somebody is about to be awarded a very large vanadium flow battery contract, as well as also a zinc uh, hybrid contract. Uh, contract. Uh, it's out there on the California Energy Commission page, so I'm not telling you anything that you shouldn't know. Um, no. You can draw your own conclusions. So sometimes when it looks horrific, actually uh, something happens and it all turns around. Who knows? I'm not going to say anything that I shouldn't say, but obviously we are close to the company. Um, yeah. But I think the share price has become absolutely ludicrous. Um, and I can say that I am not running around trying to raise the money at the moment and i'm not expecting to short term from institutions there
1: we are I you made that pretty clear andrew yep okay did you um just gonna say on sort of tech sector did you see rs group this morning i did yeah this is a this is an interesting this was called electro components now they supply thousands of different types of electronic components, uh, used across, used across the whole, the whole, um, yeah, the whole space. So consumer electronics, automotive electronics, aerospace events, you name it. So they huge distributor. Uh, ticker is RS1R, 4.8 billion market cap. And they had a trading update for their first half, finishing end of September. I'll tell you what caught my eye about this is like they also it's not just components but they do single boards um computer solutions as well is that like we've seen in the consumer electronics market computer you know particularly the computer side of things kind of laptops and stuff and you know companies the uh, chip companies that supply those areas consumer electronics in particular saying that things have been getting a lot tougher um and if you look at rs i mean they say across the piece it's a good set of numbers,
0: I think. Yeah, there was a small sort of upgrade to expectations, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, yeah. But they, uh, yeah, absolutely. But they were saying in like uh, their second quarter to September, their sales, group sales were up by 15%. And this is like for like revenue growth as well. The first half of September, uh, the overall first half was up by 16%. So... Yeah, I thought that was that was pretty, you know, that was that was pretty good. And as I say, come back to this thing of like, look at what companies are saying and what they're coming out with to get a feel for what might be coming ahead. Because they're you know, someone like this, R S, will be seeing if, if, if their end customers are cutting their demand, back, they they these guys will be catching it pretty pretty soon, you know, pretty quickly. That was interesting.
0: As I say, Phil, the world out there is maybe not quite as
1: bad as people think it is. There we are. OK, but in the meantime, uh, just on the subject of uh, place, there have been a number of share places going ahead as well. Um, I just saw one from Bidstack Group, uh as BIDS, uh, 26.5 million market cap, and they are launching uh, they do the in-game advertising, video game monetization platform. Okay, yep. So if you play video games, you'll probably know about this kind of tech. Uh, they're looking to raise ten million pounds. Um, I also saw that uh, sites in sport. This is performance nutrition company. They're raising. They're looking to raise five million pounds. So there's uh, a bit of activity going on there in terms of money raises.
0: Well, actually, the big
1: money raise,
0: uh, which is just sort of coming out. And so I haven't got completely to the bottom of it, but out, it's out in the states, isn't it? Where form energy is, is raised, I believe, four hundred and fifty million yes. US dollars. Yeah. Uh, from people including uh, Akelo Metal, um, and they obviously make a, a long duration energy storage. But they, as they, uh, the headline I was reading was really, a hundred hour, hundred hour iron air rust battery. I mean, it it's yeah, hundred well. Look, first of all, if you're putting in hundred hours, it's a completely different sort of long duration of energy storage from that sellers. But you know, rust, you've got to I don't know, I'm not convinced by this uh, technology to be honest here. And look, these are gonna be massive plants.
1: What do you think? Well, look, I just thought the amount that they're raising out in the US it's always staggering, isn't it? It shows the money that's available for the sector and the potential for the market. Yeah, but uh, I couldn't possibly comment on that tech, not having looked at it, but it's a but it's a, a very, very big raise for the early stage tech. Yeah,
0: it's uh yeah, look, it's it's a massive raise. Um, I think this is the one that Bill Gates is involved in, isn't it? With Breakthrough Energy Ventures uh, and you've got a lot of the big sort of um, I think it's GIC and Temasek and these sort of people um, involved in this one. Look, the one thing we do know, and sorry to harp back on it again, we know that long duration energy storage is the key to the whole blooming um, transitional energy revolution. There's going to be different forms of different long duration energy storage for different requirements and different methods solve different areas. But again, $450 million, that's a lot of money. That shows how much money battery companies really need. Yeah, yeah sure does. All right. If there's nothing else, Phil, I've got a really busy day. We could just call it a day there and um, hope that everybody enjoyed what we had to say.
1: Excellent. Right. Well, I'll look forward to catching up again next week, Andrew.
0: All right. I hope everybody enjoyed this podcast. Any comments, etc. Please do get in touch. Disagree with what we've got to say? Get in touch. If you agree with what we've got to say, get in touch. Um, but I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks. Next week, Andrew.